Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. We're doing an extraordinary mama spotlight and meet Rebecca. This is one fierce, extraordinary mama, and here's her story. This podcast is sponsored by A2D, Addicted to Dance Company. Check us out on the web, a2dance.com. We're growing foundation, giving back to our community, and changing lives is our mission. Let me introduce Rebecca. Rebecca and I have known each other for nine years. She is one of my bestest mom friends. We have always just gotten each other kind of like that unspoken we can like talk without saying anything (laughs) you know you have that friend where you just like shoot a look and you're like yeah I totally get it she's that friend and Rebecca um to me is one heck of a fierce mama she has three kids um her middle child is her daughter Morgan and Morgan has some disabilities that are challenging. And I thought it would be super cool after Teresa and I just had our podcast about how we deal with disabilities, Teresa's mast cell disease, Ava's primary immune deficiency disease. It would be great to bring in a conversation about your dynamic, Rebecca, and what your daily day-to-day looks like and what what your struggles and your um, trials and triumphs have been as being a mom of three um, that has a hard kid. Well, I made it to our doctor's appointment this morning at 745, which was quite a feat. <laughs> so that that's my 745 a.m. appointment, freedom. having yeah. three kids. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big thing in of itself for anybody. I feel like I did a marathon already. <laughs> So, um, yeah, my Morgie, she's, she's amazing, but she's, she's my little Sour Patch kid. <laughs> she's sweet and sassy and all the things. All right. So my Morgs has something called Sturge Weber. Um, so she'll have maybe two to 10 seizures a month that leave her with all sorts of um, different issues. So she's on the spectrum. She's been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Um, so she has trouble focusing. She's ADHD. She's got all the letters, you know? Mm. Um, but mostly she, she has a lot of mood swings and it's hard for her to behave and listen and focus at school and make friends and, you know, just do all the stuff she needs to do to be a regular 11 year old. And she's always with me. So there wasn't drop her off at dance. I think that's why we're, we're such good friends because I would sit there and dance like the whole time she danced. Um, and if she wanted to go riding, I was there with her next to her, like swim lessons. I'm in the pool with her. It just, we've always been together. So she can't be a regular independent 11 year old. So that's really complicated. There's, there's never a time where 
I'm not with her except at school. So that's really hard. Like her going to school is my time off. Yeah. What was it like getting her started going to school too? I mean, was she having seizures like when she was like just school, like getting to be school age too? Yeah. So the pricklies go up my neck every time the phone rings when she's away, obviously, but she rebounds quick. So I guess when I think about her seizures, I don't think they're that bad because it's our normal. Mm. Like it's just what we're used to. Mm -hmm. Um, So when the, when the nurse calls and says, Hey, she had a seizure and I'll say, how is she, does she want to come home or is she good to go? And no, eight out of 10 times, she's good to go. So she'll just carry on with the day because we've just always done that since she was really little. She had her first seizure at six months. So all she knows is, oh, this is just a bump in my day. I get up and I keep going, which is, you know, great resilience to teach a child. And I I feel like her brothers have learned that as well because they've just seen that. Like the whole world falls apart for three minutes, but we just get up and keep going when it's done. There's no fallout. Recently, Morgan has gotten a service dog. Can you tell us about that journey? Because I know this journey started a number of years ago. It did. So Morgan had a seizure while she was at camp. Um, And that is the phone call that keeps me up at night. She had a seizure in a pool and she drowned. She spent five days in CHOP on a ventilator. She was airlifted there and they did an amazing job and she made a 100% recovery. Oh my. Um, So we're just so grateful that we still have her with us. So after that, we decided we would do our research on a seizure detection dog to see if we could get sort of a heads up, like, hey, a seizure might be coming today because maybe I wouldn't have sent her. You know, you second guess yourself as a mom all the time. You're like, maybe I wouldn't have sent her to school today if the dog had barked or told me something was coming. Or maybe I would have told them to keep her out of the pool, to be on the lookout for something. So we decided soon after we recovered from all of that, Um, that we would start our journey with a service dog with Four Paws for Ability, which was a very reputable company within the epilepsy community. So we did our fundraising and we were fortunate enough that our community is so loving and they followed Morgan's story um, with her drowning and everyone was so supportive that we raised the money on a Facebook um, fundraiser in two weeks. We raised over $18,000 in two weeks. Wow. So then started our amazing journey of waiting, (laughs) waiting Mm. and waiting, waiting. The the wait is two years for a service dog, but then we had the pandemic. So we waited a little longer. Um, But in September, we took two weeks. We went out to Ohio and we met our service dog, who is Marimba. Here we go. Marimba, come I just gave her peanut butter bone. She does not want to come. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Marimba. We want to meet you. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, she took the other one. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh. Here's Aww. our girl. <laughs> Hi, pretty girl. She is a beautiful um, golden lab. She is a tracking dog. So if Morgan runs away, she can sniff and find her. 
she is supposed to be able to detect Morgan seizures, but right now we're working on alerting. So when Morgan does have a seizure, marimba is to bark repeatedly until someone comes. And that we're having a lot of success with. Yay. We were a little naive about the process. We thought we were getting this ready-made custom dog. Like it was just gonna save our lives, you know, like, like Lassie, like if Timmy's stuck in the well, you know, Lassie's gonna save him. This is not true, she is a dog. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done. Further training to kind of customize her to us. And, you know, I was really frustrated when I first got home cause it wasn't going <laughs> as planned, but we've kind of like pumped the brakes a little bit on the training and we're just falling in love with her because I think once we all just bond, the rest will fall into line. She will be our angel dog that we wished for and we waited for. And, um, you know, she certainly fits into our family really nicely. That's wonderful. So that is our journey with our service dog. And I, it's, it's a journey in the making. It's not, it's not done yet. <laughs> the wait is done, but now the work, the work is in progress. So the organization that you worked with, what's it called that you got the dog through? Four Paws for Ability. So they place um, service dogs with, um, they do medical alert dogs. So seizure alert dogs, mm -hmm. um, diabetic alert dogs. They um, place mobility dogs. So people that have had strokes, um, they'll be a, a balanced dog. Um, they're mostly known for their autism support dogs. So Marimba is also, if Morgan were to have a meltdown, she doesn't have a lot of them anymore, but they're taught to be calming and keep the child safe. So if she was running around the room or whatever, um, we would try and sit Morgan down and the dog would actually lay on her to keep, to try and calm her, give some pressure wow. and keep her calm. So she is trained to do that as well. Um, they also place dogs with vets with post-traumatic stress disorder, but they predominantly work with children. So they train the dog to do all of these really advanced things medically to help out yeah. families, but like the regular dog stuff, that's the stuff that they haven't done. Like, what are you guys trying to no, do? She, she gets it. Yeah. She's still a dog. So she chooses on whether or not she, you know, we're, we, she just <laughs> met us. So mm -hmm. she's 18 months old. She's been with a puppy raising family, a foster family, oh. um, and her advanced trainers. So I guess, I mean, you take any dog away from their people and they're a little, they're going to be a little, Hey, I don't know you. I'm not going to listen. So no. we deal with a little bit of that, but not in a belligerent way. She's a sweet, sweet dog. You know, we just, she needs to learn that these are, these are our, um, our expectations of her and, and she has to fall in line. So she is really good. When we put that vest on her, something does change in her. Hmm where if I pick up that red vest and we say, we're going to go get your girl. She just like, she kind of shakes off the puppy and, and does her she yeah. goes into like work mode. That's <laughs> adorable. So did she go to, is she able to go to like Morgan's doctor's appointments and things like that yet? Yes. So she's amazing in the grocery store. She's amazing at doctor's appointments. Um, I recently took her to the dentist with me and she laid on my lap. Morgan has to get a filling done and, and we haven't ever successfully been able to do that. Mm. Um, so we're hoping this time with Marimba's help, we'll be able to get through the Novocaine and the drilling and that sort of stuff. 
but she did amazing. But she's not ready to be handled by somebody else and go to school with Morgan. And because of Morgan's autism, she can't be a primary handler. So, so that is that something that you want to do? Do you want to have her go to school with Morgan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, we sort of wanted the dog to come into our world around this time. So the the dog would be like 10 years is a good working life for a service dog. So she's 11 now. I mean, that would get her to 21, mm. you know, be, and she can go to school till she's 21, you know, under these laws for special education. So I, if it doesn't happen for middle school, I would love it to happen for her to have marimba at high school, you know, because I mean, think about these kids. I mean, Morgan's going to be childlike for a long time. You know, she needs, she needs a best friend beside her and someone yeah. looking out for her. And I just feel like that's what Marimba's going to be. She's going to be her protector, her best friend. That's sweet. We'll work as hard as we need to, to get her there. <laughs> now, how can I ask you, how is the family dynamic? with this new service dog, with Morgan, with Hayden, with Luke, with your you husband. Bad, right, because we had to rehome our lab of six years. Mm -hmm. um, she, when we, we moved as well, we moved to a bigger home because we knew we were gonna need more room because we potentially were going to have three dogs. But Piper, um, developed some dog aggression and we just couldn't risk her. So we had to rehome her. We were lucky enough to go through a, a rescue, a local rescue here that um, they specialize in labs and they, I found her the home, but we did it through the rescue um, and they live over in Maple Glen and we can still visit her. So it, it was, it was, it was the best solution to a really bad situation. Yeah. And, and I still get to take the boys to visit her. But because of that, I think we had a really hard time, not just me and the boys bonding with Marimba because we wanted our Piper back, like we wanted our baby. Um, but we love her. She's, she's weaseled her way into our hearts and we still have Piper in our life. But I mean, that was hard. We made a lot of sacrifices to make this happen. I was worried about my oldest, she's 13. I gave away his dog. I mean, there's no way, I mean, that's the, the long and short of it is someday when he goes to his therapist and he's 30, he's going to say, my mom gave away my dog. That's why I, that's why I am the way I am. But I, I hope that the lesson that he learned is that we make sacrifices for family and um, it's, it's going to be okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll work together to find the best solutions. You know, it's and not, he'll, and, and he'll see the fun. growth the growth along the way as marimba connects more and more with your family right and engages and all these things you have planned down the line you know there's there's growth and change as hard as it is there is there is and and we we're not allowed to add another pet to our household for a year but depending on how her progress goes i mean if things settle down hayden can get another dog i wouldn't be opposed to it <laughs> that'd be sweet yeah. So wow. Rebecca, how, so harvesting you is about finding mama joy and learning to, you know, live big, but love even bigger. And I mean, I know you and I know how 
humongous your heart is and how compassionate you are as a person. But can you share with those watching, what do you do to fill your bucket, your Rebecca McDonald bucket? Well, I used to be really good at carving time out for myself before the pandemic. But I think all of us, when the pandemic hit, moms went into the every job mode, right? We, we did everything. So I really, um, I lost that time and it's so hard to get it back once, once you reallocate that time that you had for yourself. Sorry, the dogs are really fighting now. <laughs> um, so, you know, finding time to work out, finding time to do all those things, I, I, it's really important. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. I feel like when the kids aren't here, I'm always doing things to get ready for when they're going to be back here, like to be one step ahead. Um, but if you ask your, if you ask my kids, they'll tell you I'm the most unorganized person and all I do is yell. <laughs> and it's partially true, but, um, but I'm really trying like, and I, I think it is important and to know that it's on the priority list. I'm not good at it. Um, you know, Aubrey and I used to go ride and then we lost that time. That was, that was special. That was like our once a week, we would just go ride horses yeah. and, and it was great. And, and we used to do coffee dates and then, you know, that's not possible so much anymore. And I think, I think momming through the pandemic has thrown us all for, for a loop. I, there's, there's just no getting back to normal. Um, you know, some people use the time to organize their homes and, and better a certain area that they, they thought they were having shortcomings. I feel like I was just putting band-aids on everything. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask too. I mean, you, I'm impressed by all of what you're sharing with us because what you go through on a day-to-day -day basis, what your normal is, is extraordinary for many, 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 many people out there. And you mentioned that your daughter drowned as like, just as like a, you know, another thing that happened and what an event that is and getting a service dog and all the work that you've gone into it and keeping your house and, and like keeping your other kids, like having a normal and, and putting them first. It sounds like you're putting them first all the time. And even with the pandemic, I mean, that's a lot. I'm curious what you did before the pandemic to carve out time when you had, when, when it was like sort of normal-ish in your world, what did you do that maybe is like we can learn oh, from as when I had my time before the kids got out. I had a 5 a.m. workout group that I went to five days a week and I had my, you know, my physical fitness village. So I was already up, worked out, had coffee before I even woke the kids. Mm. So my my time was before their time started. So wow. 5 a.m., that was your time. You carved yeah. out that time. And then did that feel like, okay, I got all my anxious energy out. Now I can go ahead with yeah. B-Mom. Yeah, there was a piece. There was a piece with um, getting the workout done, getting your movement in, um, and having like-minded people in my world. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think that's that really, really important. 
Yeah. Finding other people that can understand what you're going through. I think that's probably one of the most important things that I've found in my experiences is, and and even not to just try to like help me or try to understand me, but like just so that we can, oh yeah, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. That kind of um, support. That was was my favorite part of going to get the service dog. We were in a class of 11 people um, and they all had children like Morgan. Some of them were severe, but we would sit around and maybe we would have a glass of wine at the hotel, like, cause we all stayed in hotels and stuff. Um, or we would meet for dinner, but nobody had to apologize for the behavior of their children. Mm. Like it was just, yep, that's the way it is. You guys get it. Like, I, th- I, th- uh, I think everybody said it a million times. Like, it's so nice to be around people that just get it. Like, there's no apologizing for the behavior or what the child said because it was inappropriate because they know they don't really have control over it. Whereas Morgan looks totally normal. So when I'm with other people, I feel like they look at me like I'm a bad parent because she's doing this because they don't understand. They don't have the backstory. You know, she doesn't look disabled. She looks totally normal. So why doesn't she act normal? Hmm. And, and I find myself apologizing for it all the time. And the boys get embarrassed. And, you know, I miss going to basketball games for my son because he doesn't want her there. So there is that. There's not always happiness and acceptance. There's, you know, there's the struggles where, you know, the boys don't want a special needs sister. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to play with her. Um, they just want, you know, they want to be normal. So there is that. And we struggle with that. So I'll hang back with Morgan a lot, but I feel like, you know, then I missed moments of them growing up. So. Well, so that- Luke and Hayden, I, I, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of that anxiety in you, but Luke and Hayden are also learning from a completely different experience with their sister that I think will humble them and they will appreciate the older they get. I mean, right now they're boys and they're little and, you know, Teresa and I were just talking about how irresponsible our teenagers are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that just comes with being a teenager. But at the same time, Rebecca, I know from past um, seizures that Hayden would be like your right-hand man. He does. He, he jumps right to attention and I know he's being raised right. And I know he has that gift of compassion and empathy for her, but he's also a teenager and he wants to be normal. Um, but I know he gets it because like we were talking about the bullying, he stood up for that boy that was being bullied because he knows it's not right to say the words that were being said. And he knows someday it might be said about Morgan and I know that he'll stand up for her. Mm. Absolutely, 100%. You know, so no. you got to know you're doing a fantastic job and your family, your family is thriving. All this, all this stuff you're going through, like mama's out there listening. Everybody's got stuff, right? And some people have bigger stuff than others. And you've got some big stuff and look at you. You're, and by the way, side note, Rebecca works. She's a nurse. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. On top of all this, she um, still has a job. I was working part-time before the pandemic. Now I'm working just per diem, but still 
it's a lot to manage everything that goes with a job. And I started a new job with the school district. So I'm working per diem for an agency as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, you're, you're killing it. Girl. Yeah, I'm juggling. Yeah. I'm juggling. I don't know if I'm killing it, but I'm juggling for yeah, sure. Even that like being able to take your other kids, like having them be able to do activities too. Like that's another, that's a whole nother layer of, you know, carting kids around, taking them to stuff, signing them up, making sure they're there. Like, you know, do you have your uniform ready? Is it clean? Is you, like, there's a lot of details that go involved in like any activity that our kids do. And you're yeah. doing that, you know, Little like secret, you're though, able I'll to real now because I always text her. Did I miss the signups for whatever? But <laughs> you know what? You you have a tribe and you you have a village, but you also have a smaller tribe that you know you can count on and call and say, Can you pick up X? Because I can't. Yeah. And you know, and that's great that you lean on those people in your life and that you're able to not feel like you can't do like you can't call on people that that's motherhood we need to be I've able to a lot better at asking for help I mean I'm, I'm still not great at it but I've got a lot better at saying uncle I just I, I can't do this alone I need I need help now was there like a point like that that was like a tipping point for you into like yes I do need help like I yes I can I should ask my friends I should ask for this little favor here or there was there a moment where you're like yes i will do it um i think well i have a couple of really close friends and they know when i disappear from the face of the earth they better call me because i'm sinking i'm a sinking ship and they'll call me and they'll be like what can i do or they just show up with a casserole and you know tell me to sit down um yeah i have a certain mo when i get when i start drowning in my stuff here. But um, for the most part, I, I try and give myself grace anymore. I just, there, mm. there's not enough hours in the day to do all the things a mom has to do and all the things a mom and that person that is mom wants to do. So I write the lists. Some things on the list get done, some things don't, and then they go on the list the next day. And the working out has to happen, but I'm giving myself grace. You know, if I can get on my bike twice a week, then I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, and hope, hopefully that, you know, that goal will get expanded on. But for now, that's, that's what I can give myself. And I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway from this conversation is that you can only do what you can do. And some days you can do more than others. So you have to give yourself grace and just wake up the next day and tackle, tackle the list. I love that. And I write everything out, like fold the wash. There's three loads. That counts as three things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got three things done. And um, you know what else? Writing it out gets it out of your head. So it's not like you have all this mumble jumble. It's like, I have a list you know, know yeah you know the mom list the mom list is on constant cycle yeah as you're around and putting the stuff in the dishwasher you're like okay what's next what's next what are the next five things I need to do the other thing I do every day is I make the beds before we leave the house sometimes we're late to go places because I make the beds because I read that book make your bed or whatever mm -hmm. by the marine yeah 
Yeah. And the one point that the, my takeaway from that book was if you made your bed, that's the one thing that you did today. Your day can't get any, any worse. You made your bed. You're good. You got something accomplished today. So and that makes you feel good. Cause then you walk back in your house and you see them made and you're like, okay. Right. right. It's like a, it's a win. Right. <laughs> No, I think making a bed is really important. At least pulling up the sheets and covers and making it, making all the beds look nice. Because if they, it just feels, I haven't read that book, which I, I should read that book, but it there's something about like being ready, being prepared. Like, and then when you come home or go back into the room, you're like, yes, like, you know, like I did this for like, to make myself feel like ready, complete and, um, it, it does, it does, there's a lot of things about it that makes me happy to have things put away and, you know, like not OCD, but just like just organized bed. enough. Things just are sort of where they need to be. Pillows there. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa, I will, um, on like announce show up at Rebecca's house and her house is always in order. <laughs> Don't open a closet or a drawer, but <laughs> But it's always in order. But Your I need flat surfaces cleared because I otherwise that's what's happening in my head. If yes. it's not covered, that's what's happening in my head. And yep. it's not for anybody. It's so and, true. And Your environment does like is a reflection of how how you're feeling and stress. Like if you're if if there's a lot of clutter, like it it's 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 a reflection of all that like entanglement in your brain or my brain of like all the stuff that I have to do. And it's overwhelming to have things rattling around in your brain, not writing it down and having things everywhere on every, I do not like stuff like plopped on all the surfaces. I hate that. It makes me crazy. My husband does that. If there's a surface in the house that's clean, he will fill it with stuff like in yeah. like such a hurry. Are you looking for a new career? Would you like to take control of your time and also your income? Check us out at CardwellLife.com. That is www.C-A-R-D-W-E-L-L-L-I-F-E.com. Inquire today. It was a good chat. It is a good chat. I, yeah. I'm really impressed with you and i'm so glad that aubrey brought you rebecca into our lives and shared your story because it, you're i know that you have you have things that you're like you're trying to work on and and everything but from where i'm sitting and looking at your story and where you are and what you do every day i mean applause 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 you are a Thanks. shining example of what a mama can be and can do. Like you just have to, you, you've worked hard to support your family and support all the different things that they need in their lives. And that takes a lot of patience, insight, effort, like, and grace to let yourself like be okay with when things aren't going exactly the way you would love them to go. So I am honored to have this conversation with you. Well, thank you so much. Your family is thriving. You are thriving one day at a time. One day at a time. There's always room for growth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So thank true. you for joining us, Rebecca. All right. All right bye. bye. The dogs are here. Thank I was going to have them say bye.
Bye. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We would love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, questions, and ideas with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Harvesting You. Or visit our website, harvestingyou.com. Until next time, let's put today's inspiration into intentional action and keep harvesting you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.